Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan. I'm here again today with Brad. Hello there. Uh, And today we're dealing with a pretty interesting passage. I think that you should definitely, this is one of those days, I think every day you should definitely listen to the Bible over us. Uh, The Bible is God's word. Ours word is just our word. (laughs) Uh, But this would be a good day to actually drill into what's going on here because I think think there's a lot of room for some pretty compelling conversations. Uh, Basically what's going to happen is our friend King Hezekiah is going to find out through Isaiah that he, like he's very sick. And Isaiah comes in and he says, hey, Hezekiah, like, you're not going to make it. You've got three days. You're definitely going to die. Get your stuff in order because you're out of here. And Hezekiah decides to pray to God, which he's done in the past. And God says, you know what? Sure. I'll give you 15 more years. Um, And then it's kind of interesting to see what he's up to after that. Yeah, there's a lot there. I I mean, one of the things that's just remarkable to me is whether it's the faith of Hezekiah or the doubt of Hezekiah, it's hard to tell. But immediately after he's told, okay, I'll, I'll let you live for the next 15 years, he asks for another miracle to prove it, that he's going to live. And that's just kind of insane to me of going, oh, thank you. I got exactly what I was praying for. And now I'm asking you for another miracle to prove it. It is funny to me. We've seen Hezekiah pray before. So just just yesterday, Hezekiah prayed for deliverance from the king of Assyria, and God delivered the city from the king of Assyria. In that instance, Hezekiah did not say, hey, can you prove it again, please? Just just one more time. Uh, so here we see Hezekiah saying like, yeah, but just to make sure, can we, can we do the sundial thing? Can you make the sundial turn backwards, please? Well, he doesn't actually say the time goes backwards. He yeah. basically says the the shadow on the sundial changes. Correct. So I think that's kind of interesting for all the science people out there who are a little nervous about, wait, the Earth rotated the other way for a little while. Um, that's not actually what it says. So the question here is, like, what is happening? Is, is Hezekiah able to pray for longer life and God is able to grant longer life? Um, is Hezekiah being tested and he doesn't handle the test super well? Um, cause it, cause it is a little confusing. Like if you just, if you just read the text, the text seems to indicate, I think that Hezekiah prayed, God answered his prayer. He got 15 more years. What's interesting is that if you look at what happens in those 15 years, it's not a banner of 15 years for Hezekiah. Um, he's immediately showing off all his wealth to the Babylonians. And the Babylonians are like, cool, this looks like a great place to take over because we want that wealth. Um, he also has a son uh, who ends up being not a great son at all. He ends up being a horrible, horrible king. We'll get there eventually to to read about that. Um, but he has this son in this 15-year period. So you end up with a king in the line of David that's born in this, like, I don't know, essentially free gap from God. Um, so did God allow his plan to be altered that much? I, I don't know. I, I think it's it's a little crazy to think through is that Hezekiah was predestined to live these extra 15 years and this warning came to help remind him of that? Um, or did did the plan shift because God saw some faithfulness in Hezekiah? It's, it's weird because if 
if God sees faithfulness in Hezekiah, it was like a quick glimmer. <laughs> because actually, the whole... But isn't that always what God sees? Like, he sees the hope in who we can become? I, I think that seems to be the case with all these guys. I mean, a, a lot of God's whole story has not been people who ended their stories well, but still were, I think, I, I don't know if it's okay to say rewarded for their faithfulness, but it's it seems that way. Like, it seems like they... They made the right steps, and God respected the right steps. I mean, ultimately, what's happening is they are um, they're respecting and upholding the covenant, and God is also respecting and upholding the covenant. That's what's at the bottom of all this. Maybe this is a little little off that topic, yeah. but one of the things that I just keep thinking about is the line: "You have fifteen more years." If that wasn't included, I wonder how much of this was changed. If it was just okay, we'll let you live. Period. But to know from God you have 15 years exactly, like there's something about, okay, that means I'm going to be dying 15 years from now. But I think even more importantly, that means I'm not dying for the next 15 years. So it kind of lets a certain amount of your guard down. Like you're basically like Superman for those 15 years? Well, pretty much. But think about it. I mean, he then let, he literally showed his enemies, here's all I have in my armory. That doesn't sound like a very good decision. That's a fantastic point. Yeah. But he knew I'm not going anywhere. So. Well, it's funny. I mean, even the, even the final line of this reading. So, um, this would be Isaiah 39 verse eight. Uh, then Hezekiah. So this is the end of this story. Basically the, then Hezekiah said to Isaiah, this message you have given me from the Lord is good for the King was thinking, at least there will be peace and security during my lifetime. So the, the word that he's referring to is like, hey, there's this incredible judgment coming, and your people are going to be carried off, and your sons are going to become eunuchs, and they're just going to live like painful lives. And Hezekiah's response is, so my life will be peaceful then? Cool. That sounds good. Yeah, that's that's kind of messed up. So it, it does it, it's uncharacteristic of what we've seen of Hezekiah so far, uh, but it is also incredibly selfish. And I love what you're saying, like... Is it actually what somebody who knows what their lifetime is going to hold? Is that what's is that what you sound like when you're not necessarily concerned? Uh, maybe it is. Maybe I I think I think there's part in there. I think there is a certain pridefulness that seeped into Hezekiah to show off everything to his enemies. Um, you know, maybe he was trying to make friends, but it's just not a great idea to show all that stuff to that. You know really powerful city that's living not that far away from you. I, I think it's really telling that as these instances are recorded, you get this short story of Hezekiah maybe adding 15 years to his life or maybe just finding out that he has 15 years left. The story that follows immediately is him like just being super arrogant about the possessions that God has given him. Don't forget that. Like he's just showing off things that are God's as though they are his. I think there's a lesson in there as well. Absolutely. Um, and Isaiah is just like, what are you doing? Uh, and that's that's where this judgment comes out of it. Like Isaiah's like, hey, Hezekiah, all those Babylonians walking around in the palace and the temple and stuff, what are they up to? And he's like, I'm just showing them everything. And he's like, yeah, they're going to destroy you. Like, cool. Am I going to be okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... And I think just, uh, you know, Isaiah here was saying exactly what probably half the staff of the kingdom was was saying of like, what what are you doing? What's the point going on right now? Don't forget, they just had the Assyrians like at their doorstep. They, they literally just looked defeat in the eyes. 
And so it's very bizarre that this guy's like, it's fine. Come on in. Look at my stuff. So, so here's the question, and I'd love for you guys to wrestle with this. I think, it's, I think it's a faith-developing thing to wrestle with some of these questions. Did God simply just hear Hezekiah's prayer and be like, yep, that's cool. I'll give you 15 more years. Was Isaiah's message to Hezekiah about his life ending, was that a test? Um, what do you think? What, what do you think is going on here? Um, what can we learn about God through this? Um, and how does it impact the story moving forward? Uh, it's it's a really, really interesting passage. There's a lot of reading that you can do to add to it, like uh, commentaries and, um, you know, corresponding passages, all that kind of stuff. So it's a good thing. It's a good passage to dig into because what we believe about what happened here with Hezekiah actually shapes a lot of what we know about God. Um, so it's a good passage. Definitely stick around, read the passage for yourself, kind of wrestle with it a little bit and see what you learn about God through it. We'll see you tomorrow. 2 Kings 20 About the time Hezekiah became deathly ill, and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to visit him. He gave the king this message. This is what the Lord says, Set your affairs in order, for you are going to die. You will not recover from this illness. When Hezekiah heard this, he, returned his face, he turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, O Lord, how I have always been faithful to you, and have served you single-mindedly, always doing what pleases you. Then he broke down and wept bitterly. But before Isaiah had left the middle courtyard, this message came to him from the Lord. Go back to Hezekiah, the leader of my people. Tell him, this is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor David, says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. And three days from now, you will get out of bed and go to the temple of the Lord. I will add 15 years to your life, and I will rescue you and this city from the king of Assyria. I will defend this city for my own honor and for the sake of my servant David. Then Isaiah said, Make ointment from figs. So Hezekiah's servant spread ointment over the boil, and Hezekiah recovered. Meanwhile, Hezekiah said to Isaiah, What sign will the Lord give to prove that he will heal me, and that I will go to the temple of the Lord three days from now? Isaiah replied, This is the sign from the Lord to prove that he will do as he promised. Would you like the shadow on the sundial to go forward 10 steps or backward 10 steps? The shadow always moves forward, Hezekiah replied. So that would be easy. Make it go 10 steps backward instead. So Isaiah the prophet asked the Lord to do this, and he caused the shadow to move 10 steps backwards on the sundial of Azah. Isaiah 38 About that time, Hezekiah became deathly ill, and the prophet Isaiah's son of Amos went to visit him. He gave the king this message. This is what the Lord says. Set your affairs in order, for you are going to die. You will not recover from this illness. When Hezekiah heard this, he turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, O Lord, how I have always been faithful to you and have served you single-mindedly always doing what pleases you. Then he broke down and wept bitterly. 
This Then this message came to Isaiah, Isaiah from the Lord. Go back to Hezekiah and tell him, This is what the Lord, the God of your ancestors David, said. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will add 15 years to your life. And I will rescue you from this city, from the king of Assyria. Yes, I will defend this city. And this is the sign from the Lord to prove that he will do as he promised. I will cause the sun's shadow to move 10 steps backward on the sundial of Azah. So the shadow on the sundial moved backwards 10 steps. Second Chronicles 32. About that time, Hezekiah became deathly ill, and he prayed to the Lord, who healed him and gave him a miraculous sign. But Hezekiah did not respond appropriately to the kindness shown him, and he became proud. So the Lord's anger came against him and against Judah and Jerusalem. Then Hezekiah humbled himself and repented of his pride, and did the people as did the people of Jerusalem. So the Lord's anger did not fall on them during Hezekiah's lifetime. Hezekiah was very wealthy and highly honored. He built special treasury buildings for his gold and silver and precious stones and spices, and for his shields and other valuable items. He also constructed many storehouses for his grain, new wine, and olive oil, and he made many stalls for his cattle and pens for his flocks of sheep and goats. He built many towns and acquired vast flocks and herds, for God had given him great wealth. He blocked up the upper spring of Gion and brought the waters down through a tunnel to the west side of the city of David, and so he succeeded in everything he did. However, when ambassadors arrived from Babylon to ask about the remarkable events that had taken place in the land, God withdrew from Hezekiah in order to test him and see what was really in his heart. Isaiah 38 When Hezekiah was well enough again, he wrote this poem. I said, in the prime of my life, I must now enter the place of the dead. Am I to be robbed of the rest of my years? I said, never again will I see the Lord God while still in the land of the living. Never again will I see my friends or be with those who live in this world. My life has been blown away like a shepherd's tent in a storm. It has been cut short as when a weaver cuts cloth from a loom. Suddenly, suddenly my life was over. I waited patiently all night, but I was torn apart as though by lions. Suddenly my life was over. Delirious, I chatted like a swallow or a crane, and then I moaned like a mourning dove. My eyes grew tired of looking to heaven for help. I am in trouble, Lord, help me. But what could I say? For he himself sent this sickness. Now I will walk humbly through my years because of this anguish I have felt. Lord, your discipline is good, for it leads to life and health. You restore my health and allow me to live. Yes, this anguish is good for me, for you have rescued me from death and forgiven all my sins. For the dead cannot praise you. They cannot raise their voices in praise. Those who go down to the grave can no longer hope in your faithfulness. Only the living can praise you as I do today. 
Each generation tells of your faithfulness to the next. Think of it. The Lord is already ready to heal me, and I will sing his praises with instruments every day of my life in the temple of the Lord. Isaiah had said to Hezekiah's servants, Make an ointment from figs and spread it over the boil, and Hezekiah will recover. And Hezekiah had asked, What sign will prove that I will go to the temple of the Lord? 2 Kings 20 Soon after this, Merodach Baladin, son of Baladin, king of Babylon, sent Hezekiah his best wishes and a gift, for he had heard that Hezekiah had been very sick. Hezekiah received the Babylonian envoys and showed them everything in his treasure houses, the silver, the gold, the spices, and the aromatic oils. He also took them to see his armory and showed them everything in his royal treasuries. There was nothing in his palace or kingdom that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and asked him, What did those men want? Where were they from? Hezekiah replied, They came from the distant land of Babylon. What did they see in your palace? I showed them everything, Hezekiah replied. I showed them everything I own, all my royal treasuries. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Listen to this message from the Lord. The time is coming when everything in your palace, all the treasures stored up by your ancestors until now, will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, said the Lord. Some of your very own sons will be taken away into exile. They will become eunuchs who serve in the palace of the Babylon's king. Then Hezekiah said to Isaiah, This message you have given me from the Lord is good, for the king was thinking, At least there will be peace and security during my lifetime. Isaiah 39 Soon after this, Merodach Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent Hezekiah his best wishes and a gift. He had heard Hezekiah had been very sick, and that he had recovered. Hezekiah was delighted with the Babylon's Babylonian envoys and showed them everything in his treasure houses, the silver, the gold, the spices, and the aromatic oils. He also took them to see his armory and showed them everything in his royal treasuries. There was nothing in his palace or kingdom Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and asked him, What did those men want? Where did they come from? Hezekiah replied, They came from the distant land of Babylon. What did they see in your palace? asked Isaiah. They saw everything, Hezekiah replied. I showed them everything I own, all my royal treasuries. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Listen to this message from the Lord of heaven's armies. The time is coming when everything in your palace, all of the treasures stored up by your ancestors until now, will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, said the Lord. Some of your very own sons will be taken away into exile. They will become eunuchs who serve in the palace of Babylon's king. Then Hezekiah said to Isaiah, This message you have given me from the Lord is good, for the king was thinking, at least there will be peace and security during my lifetime. Hey, 
Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, it means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.